You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sakowitz, Rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, Executive Director of the Cathedral. Now, today's program is being pre-recorded to be played back on December 30th and January 4th. So as we sit here before Christmas, to those very blessed Christmas coming up, which is already over, and a happy <laughs> blessed New Year, which it sounds like who's on first. How you doing, Mark? Good. How was your Christmas? <laughs> yeah, how was Christmas? <laughs> I pray to God it went very, very well. Yes. It will go very well. And, it, uh, and until at least this part of December, the weather has been wonderful. So you can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago and on WNDZ 750 AM. Great program lined up. We have with us via live stream Rob Kazmark, President and CEO of Spirit Juice Studios, and Spirit Juice Studios produced a documentary about Dodgers great Gil Hodges. Now we're talking about baseball here. It's just tremendous. So good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? Good. good. Very now, good. You are uh, live streaming, calling us from where? Where's home? Uh, home is in Orland, but I'm actually from the office, uh, which is in Alsip, so on the south suburbs of Chicago. Now, where'd you go to high school? I uh, went to Oakland High School. Oh, you did? So then you are a Chicago uh, native. I'm a Chicago native, yeah. Born and raised. I grew up in Oakland. Um, pretty much lived down the south suburbs my whole life. So I uh, haven't, haven't ventured too far uh, from my residence. So, so where'd you uh, go to high school? I went to Oakland High School. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Now what about uh, the Chicago question? What parish did you grow up near? St. Germain. Okay. St. Germain in Oakland. Yeah. Great. Yep. Now, even a bigger question, are you a White Sox or Cubs fan? Oh, come on. I mean, I'm a, if you're from the South Side, you're a Sox fan. I'm a <laughs> so North Sider and I'm a Sox fan. You could turn my, Good. Pic- you turn my picture <laughs> off. Mark is a big, big, uh, turn my big Cubs off. fan. But listen, I think a way to begin, <laughs> Rob, is um, you are president and CEO of Spirit Juice Studios. What is Spirit Juice Studios and what do you do? Because it's a fascinating title. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. So we're a Catholic uh, film and production company. So basically, um, Catholic organizations, dioceses hire us to make uh, videos for them. And these videos range anything from uh, short form content that would go online on YouTube or on Facebook, Instagram, or long form uh, content documentaries that would air on uh, TV. And uh, we've had the pleasure to work with a lot of incredible organizations, uh, most notably uh, Word on Fire. We've got to work with Bishop Barron a number of times. Um, the Knights of Columbus, we work with uh, quite a bit, and um, just a lot of other incredible uh, uh, organizations that support the great work of the church. When yep. did you find this uh, company? What year? 
So it started uh, officially as what it is now in 2007. So we're going on our 15th year. Um, prior to that, it actually, Spirit You started um, in 2004. For the first couple of years, we were actually a radio show on Relevant Radio, and we played Catholic music uh, oh, for great. like youth. It was a youth-oriented uh, radio program. So, and I hosted that, and that sort of evolved into the now, production it's very that we are now. interesting because between 1982 and 1984, I was a priest disc jockey on Q101. Had a, a Q101. A Q101. <laughs> and there was a half-hour radio program in the morning. We taped it ahead of time. But I would take the top 40 hits and intersperse with a religious theme. Mercy, forgiveness, love, relationships. Always had a God message. Had a little th- th- thought paragraph, song, a little thought, song. So in many ways, I think you were doing the same thing with your radio program on Relevant Radio as almost like a, a disc jockey. Yeah, but well, also that's amazing. I never knew that. Could I? Li- I want to hear these. Are they like archived anywhere? They might be, but they're uh, dusty. They're dusty. In fact, <laughs> these are probably being we'll aired clean before them you were off. born. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, priest DJ. So it uh, going way back. But, <laughs> but now listen. When I saw that you had done a documentary about Gil Hodges, that really piqued my interest. Now we all know. For those that know, Gil Hodges a great baseball player, Brooklyn Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, had an 18-year career, mostly as a first baseman and somewhat of an outfielder. But now you produced a documentary. Excuse me, wasn't he with the Mets too? Uh, Was he with the Mets? Did he manage the Mets or something? Yeah, the Miracle Mets. So he he played for the Dodgers. He played for the Mets for like a a second, but then managed the Mets uh, for two years. for a couple of years, but uh, the second year was in 69, which they won the World Series, and yeah. it's attributed to that. Was he a catcher? No, first baseman. First baseman? And a little bit of an outfielder, but uh, that's right. He was the uh, manager for the Miracle Mets in 69. Oh, that's how I know When they beat name. the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Am I right there? Mm-hmm. They beat the Orioles in 69. He also displaced the Cubs yeah. f- f- uh, from contention. Yeah, exactly. The Mets caught the Cubs in 69. September. The Cubs had like a 12-game lead mm-hmm. in mid-August, caught him and passed him, and then just caught fire and beat the uh, Baltimore Orioles in the World Series. So this is a real upbeat show for me. Thank you very much, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for coming. Well, the thing is, now, Gil Hodges was just recently inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, but now you had a part to play with it because you did a half-hour documentary. How did that all come about, and who asked you to do that, Rob? So uh, this came about, I would say, two, three years ago. Um, Catholic Athletes for Christ, uh, who's run by uh, Ray McKenna and Kevin O'Malley. I've uh, had a great relationship with them for a number of years. And also David Natalari from the Knights of Columbus I've worked with. And the four of us have sort of, you know, worked on different projects that uh, incorporate uh, professional uh, athletes in, in the Catholic faith. And so in a conversation, Gil Hodges came up. Uh, Gil Hodges uh, was a very active practicing Catholic, never missed mass uh, in the documentary. They talk about like, you know, he was on the road. That didn't matter. He was always there at mass every Sunday. And, and you know, many other things in his life um, were attributed to his faith. So uh, they talked about how Gil, I never heard of Gil uh, several years ago. And so they, you know, told me a little about his story and said, you know, he really deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we have a lot of notable athletes and uh, professional um, sports people that, you know, can speak highly of them. And so the idea of let's make a documentary because this, this the vote to get him into the uh, the hall was coming up. I mean, it just passed now is December 5th. And perhaps, just perhaps, maybe this documentary could motivate uh, the voters uh, and the people to, to rally around this. And so um, I signed on because 
for me, anyone that can live their faith in, in their life and live it in, a, in such a profound way. Uh, and if you watch the documentary, you could just see how much it impacted his life um, in so many different facets. Um, it, that spoke to me. And then, you know, just being a, a Sox fan, a, ba- a baseball fan, really, you know, White Sox, Cubs, it doesn't matter. We're all, it's all, it's, it's all baseball. Um, and growing up playing baseball and it just, it just really, I was like, yeah, I want to be involved in this in whatever level I could. And um, so, you know, it started a little bit uh, organically in the sense of like, who could we just gather? And so we were able to interview Ben Scully, Tommy Lasorda, uh, Gil Hodges Jr., his son, Cleon, uh, uh, a bunch of just, it, it, the, the list kept growing. And then it was like, okay, how can we make this into, you know, a piece that's going to be impactful and people can watch? And so um, COVID kind of uh, put a little wrench in the, in the timeline for stuff because the vote got pushed because of that. Um, but anyways, we did put it out. Um, in November or uh, the second week in November. And um, as we put it out, I, we didn't even realize how much support that Gil had online. I mean, there's Facebook groups. There's many Facebook groups of like, get Gil into the hall of fame. Like he just has such a strong um, group of people that support him and what he does. And so um, having this documentary go out, having people feel like they're impacted by it and really, you know, did it move the needle? I don't know, but I'd like to say it contributed a little bit to, to getting him, you know, voted in. Rob, what did what did his son have to say about his dad? I mean, his his son basically he was his hero in in just all facets of his life. He spoke so highly of him, um, and just being able to, um, you know, uh, his Gil was able to bring his son along with him to spring training, mm. uh, sit in the dugout, and just like I mean, he was I mean he's Gil Hodges Jr. for a reason. He looks like his dad, and he was he was right by his side. And, uh, and just the impact of when his father did pass because it was very sudden, um, just dramatically impacted uh, um, his son, Gil Hodges Jr. Now, Gil Hodges was born in 24. I think he died in 72, if I'm not it's mistaken. Young. So he it's died young. at the age of 48. Was it a heart attack, Rob? I believe so. I believe so. But if, I'm, yeah. if he died in 72, that would make him under 50 years old. So, of course, his playing days were over an 18-year career. But the very fact that he had died suddenly before the age of 50 is, is incredible. He was incredibly young, but had a tremendous career. And also, one thing about Gil Hodges, he was a very kind, gentle soul. Uh, I know uh, Vin Scully, who was a broadcaster, play-by-play for the Dodgers for years, Brooklyn then with the L.A. Dodgers into his 90s, said he was just a class act. And there's a story told about uh, uh, Gil Hodges they had just finished a road trip and were coming home. It was on a Friday, and Friday in those days meant no meat on Friday. And the uh, stewardess on the airplane offered Gil Hodges a huge steak. And Gil Hodges said, oh, I can't have it. I'm Catholic, and it's Friday. I can't eat this. She said, but Gil, you could come off a long, long road trip. Here, have yourself a steak. She said, uh, his great line was, uh, I'm very close with my boss. Oh, what a God. great line. Great line. So he would not, he would, all the teammates were eating steak on the plane. It was a Friday. And Gil, like you mentioned, Rob, never missed mass. And even as a manager, never raised his voice, never threw any of the players under the bus. But just a, 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 he was known as a class act, a class act. And all these big broadcasters and players, when Jackie Robinson on the screen said he was the heart and soul of Brooklyn Dodgers, because again, Brooklyn moved down to uh, L.A., so he played with both teams there. So it uh, now, did you have a chance to meet with uh, Vin Scully, and um, 
and with the other, like with his son and all that, did you, when you did interview them and, and Carl Erskine, teammates, did you meet some of these players, um, Rob? Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be on set during that. We had uh, different teams in the field that, because uh, a lot of these interviews came up and very like, okay, we got to go now. And so I wasn't there, but I, I relived it in post-production and being able to like watch the interviews and read the transcripts. Um, so that was really uh, incredible uh, for that. Uh, and just to kind of uh, extend what you're saying too, as far as his character. So when he was a player for the, for the Dodgers, um, he never was booed. And they talk about this in the documentary. Uh, he went through a, a long slump and, you know, a lot, a lot of people got booed um, and long time, just no, not one boo for Gil Hodges when he played for the Dodgers. And it just spoke to how he was a man um, of the people and just was, he was doing his best. And uh, during uh, it was, they talk about, it was a, a very hot uh, summer in Brooklyn. And the priest said, it's too hot for a homily. Go home and say a prayer for Gil Hodges. <laughs> and, um, and that was sort of the thing. And it, that say a prayer for Gil Hodges has been like a, a, a constant thing, especially even just through getting him to, into the Hall of Fame. Take it to That's break, good. Mark. Okay. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Rob Kazmark, President and CEO of Spirit Juice. Maybe when we come back, Rob, even a little background. How did you get so interested in media and really sending the message of faith to folks. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Think about year-end contributions. We at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum Guide Star rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, 
Our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Rob Kasmark, President and CEO. Spirit Juice has done a tremendous documentary about Dodger great Gil Hodges. Greg, you have another question? Rob, the fact that you've done a documentary on Gil Hodges, and I love sports, I love baseball. In fact... If I knew theology the way I know sports, I'd be a double doctorate. <laughs> and uh, it just, it, it's in my DNA, in my blood. But now, the background of Gil Hodges also included, he was a very humble man, never wanted the limelight. So some say it took so long for him to get into the Hall of Fame because he never wanted the limelight. But yet, year after year, he built tremendous statistics, great gold glove winner, a great defense, steady, solid stick, slumps or no slump. Now, in, in all the post-production, you listen to all these interviews by Carl Erskine, Vince Scully, all, all the greats. How did the life of Gil Hodges documentary touch your life? Oh, what a great question. Um, That's why I get the big bucks, Rob. It is. It is. Hearing about so many people speak on how great of a man he was. Actually, let me take this back. I was at a, a, a funeral for someone. Um, I didn't know well, but uh, a, a, a family member knew. I was there just kind of as a guest. And a lot of people stood up at the church and talked about how great this, this man was. Um, it was impactful. But not one person of his family stood up and said anything and, and not to say that he his wasn't good to the family by any means but um i thought to myself i would want my son or or well i have two boys to be the the one saying like speaking of my legacy and so i look at i fast forward to your question with gil hodges so many people said so many great things about who gil was but who was the most impactful was his son and that that meant 
one thing particular for me, and that he lived it on the field, at work, and at home. And I think that's what we're called to, um, especially for myself uh, as a father. I'm running a Catholic organization, and I, I better live it here, right? I better live mm-hmm. it uh, at work. But if I'm not living it at home, and my kids and my wife aren't saying like, no, he's he's living his faith out, and it's it's like, and so Gil was a model for me in that, and saying, man, this is this is impactful. Um, and, and, and just be able to see like, you know, Tommy Lasorda, Vince Scully, like Tommy Lasorda said, I wish I could be like him. I wish I could, wow. if you asked me if I could be Vince Scully or be, be Gil Hodges, I would be him. I mean, that's, that says something that says something. Um, so it really, uh, it impacted me a lot more than I thought it was gonna, I thought it was like a good, nice story about a great Catholic. And it really was a role model for, for people to look at, for men to look at. Now you, your answer really touched me because so many times I've done so many funerals over the years. I've been blessed as a priest now for over 42 and a half years. And the individual might have a great public reputation. He helped this person. He did that. He was at every banquet or benefit. And yet mm-hmm. the family struggles to say great things about him or her. And they're trying to be kind. But a guy like Gil Hodges was not only a public persona, a man of faith, who was gracious and kind on and off the field, but behind closed doors and home, when you get that type of response from his son, a loving dad, a man of faith, good to mom, a good with the family, the kind, that speaks volumes, especially for you, Rob, Mark, you are both dads, in Mark's case, a grandpa, and to live it not only in the public persona, at church, in the community, but at home. So your answer caught me a bit off guard because from your perspective, having two boys, is like what struck you most, and you were listening to the greats of the greats with Vince Scully, uh, uh, Tommy Lasorda, uh, Carl Erskine, all these great athletes, announcers. And by the way, Tommy Lasorda, a very devout Catholic. He was a tremendous Catholic. And I'm, try- I'm trying to think, is Tommy Lasorda, did he pass away? Yes. Yeah, he did. I he just did. blank for a second. So uh, tremendous response on your part. But look at that, the impact, too. Gil Hodges is, is, died 40, what, 48, 48 years ago. And the impact still, that's the wish that you have for your son or your grandkids, is that 48 years later he still has an impact on his, on his son. I mean, it's a lifelong lesson. Which means the son lost his dad at a young age. Because if Gil died in 72... His son could not have been more than a teenager at top. So he lost dad when he was young. If I, if I have his date of death correct in 72, he was born in 24. Um, I, he, that's amazing. You're talking about half a century later. So it, uh, And also, the very fact you didn't have a chance to interview any of these great announcers or players, but all the post-production. And it's fascinating, Rob, one person after another saying the same thing. Great remarks about him as a man of faith. He lived, he, he walked the talk. And I, I had uh, two questions, one related to this and then a different one. So how do people find this documentary? Sure. So if you go to uh, gilhodgesfilm.com, um, you can watch the documentary. Uh, we actually filmed with Gil Hodges Jr. Uh, the day after the announcement. So we got a little post wrap up from him talking about just the excitement and what it meant for his family. So um, you can watch it on our website, spiritualstudios.com, but we actually have a website just for 
uh, this film, which is gilhodgesfilm.com. Uh, so gilhodgesfilm.com. And again, mm-hmm. your studio would be, what would be the uh, web? Spirit Juice. Sure. Spiritjuicestudios.com. Yeah, or you, do, you just go to spiritjuice.com. We, we own all the URLs. Oh, <laughs> you, good. You get good, close good. enough. <laughs> now, the second question, I'm a little nosy, and there are awards behind you, uh, you know, as a background. Do you want to speak to any any of those awards that mean something to you that really had an impact on you? Definitely. So they're, uh, they're Chicago uh, regional Emmys. Uh, we've won a few That's of them I on thought. different projects you've done. Um, and our first one was on a, a little short film called uh, Salve Regina, which essentially was a Franciscan friar skateboarding throughout Chicago. Um, oh. And the background music was uh, Salve Regina sung by that same friar. Um, and we, we put some orchestration through it. And um, yeah, we, we, it was, it, we had a lot of impact with it online. And it was re- recommended like, hey, you know, this might do well. And so we submitted to the Chicago uh, Regional Emmys and it won. <laughs> it was incredible. Wow. And we went to the, the, the ceremony with the friar and people. It was it was a really um, it, it was something for us that it, faith was able to cut through the mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a way that uh, people weren't expecting. Um, and that's the reason. So the friar, he skateboarded prior becoming, you know, uh, um, religious life. And then they asked him to, to pick it up um, because they noticed that uh, they were at, he was at a high school and there was a skateboard there and he just kind of was messing around and he was able to talk about the kids were listening right mm-hmm. like uh, franciscan comes in and, and he's talking kids may pay attention or not franciscan's on a skateboard and then starts talking the kids are like oh okay what you know like they're, they're they're more attuned and so i think that's a challenge for for all of us in our faith of how do we incorporate it in our life with the natural gifts that god's given us um in a way that can really shine forward because um, that's, I feel like, how God's able to really penetrate through uh, a lot of the hard spots in the world today. Do you know, Father, you could do a documentary, Father Greg, on a unicycle. He's, <laughs> he's an expert. On... <laughs> I'm now, for we're, those... we're two, I ride a unicycle, too. We, gotta <laughs> hang out. we seriously have to hang out. Now, Rob, for those that are watching live stream, I'm yes. watching the uh, video right now of the friar on the, on the skateboard. Was this taken by Montrose Harbor, some of this footage? Yep, all in Chicago. It's crazy too. So uh, we it was three days of filming, all back to back. The the uh, nature stuff is actually a star rock, but uh, yeah. we went out to film and it started just pouring rain, like so much so that we're like, oh, we should probably just call it quits. And it was my my mantra of show up and stay. I was like, no, mm-hmm. we're gonna stay because he he had to fly in at the time. He was living in Perth, Australia, so our time was very limited. I was like, rain or shine, <laughs> we're gonna film with him. And because we did and the rain stopped, the sky just became just like that, as you can see in the film, just so epic and beautiful yes. as the sun came down. Stunning. And um, yeah, so, I mean, Montrose Harbor, uh, you can see a little bit by uh, Millennium uh, Park. Yes. And then, you know, yes. throughout the and city Starved a little bit Rock. as well. And things you have three days of videotaping with this guy, this friar. And uh, he, I mean, according to, I'm looking at this, the footage right here, he's like a skateboard expert. <laughs> pretty good he's pretty good i mean this guy is good i mean he's flipping the board and getting back on it again and geez, I'm, mark i'm glad i'm walking <laughs> where do they find salve regina is it again on your website or yep yeah, you can find that that, that on spiritjuicestudios.com it's a wonderful it's a wonderful video for young adults in a oh, parish yeah. to articulate 
their faith in a, in a language they would understand. That's great. How about this? Mark, take us to break. Sure. WND- Mark, Rob, we got a lot more questions yes. for you, so don't go away. Love it. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here with Father Greg. And we're talking to Rob Kazmark, President, CEO, Spirit Juice. Really, you're creating evangelization tools in a contemporary way, uh, which we'll explore more when we t- when we come back from our break. Please stay tuned. charities we fight hunger in chicago throughout the year our six regional offices in cook and lake counties work together to offer sit down and to go meals to anyone in need we deliver meals to those who are homebound and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, 
Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz here, Mark Tracy here with Father Greg. We're talking to Rob Kazmark, President and CEO of Spirit Juice. Great, great conversation, uh, and I'm so grateful and edified that your involvement is taking the gospel message and making it contemporary and letting people understand that. Now, this is a little background, but then I'm going to ask you this question. So uh, I've cantered for years. years. I was at Old St. Pat's eight years. Our little guys were, we had two, we have two sons, two daughters. Our little guys were growing up. At the end of Mass, Marty would run up and want to sing. He'd want to, he'd just break from my wife, run up to the altar and sing. So, I mean, he gets that part. And then in his life, he's been involved in plays and singing and cantering. And, uh, but what about your two, two guys? How, how do they see what you do? Do they, get, do they understand what you do, and how do they react to it? Are they already little film filmers filming things? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. So my boys are three and five. Uh, my three-year-old uh, is uh, a little too young to, to fully get it. So um, he just likes to, to be around me and wrestle. He's definitely a rough and tough kind of kind of kid. But my five-year-old gets it, and he's he's in kindergarten now. So what's really interesting is just the age we live in now. Um, kids at school talk about being a YouTuber. So he kind of mm-hmm. calls his dad a YouTuber because <laughs> I make videos for YouTube. Um, and then when, they always want to come to my work because there's always cameras set up mm-hmm. and. Um, when we're, when sets are there, they want to be there. And what's cool is we'll be watching something and he go, dad, that was a drone shot, right? And I'm like, yeah, it was a drone shot. <laughs> wow. That's great. So it, wow. Hey, he's five years old. He's five. Yeah. Saying that. Now I have to ask this question, Rob, and that is, uh, you, you spoke out it briefly before you were born and raised South side, St. Germain. Where did you get this love for videography, for filming, this whole industry, this type of work, does this go back to grammar school, high school? Who, I guess, who impacted your life? Was there a certain teacher, neighbor, family member? When it comes to the creative stuff, I, well, actually, I would attribute my parents are. I, I'd be. Um, once you become a parent, it gives you a different perspective, right? You kind of mm-hmm. have a certain view on on your parents and just your, your child growing up, and then you become a parent. And for me. I was like, man, I had the best parents. I had the best parents. And so I think uh, my mom was so foundational in my faith. Um, and I would like to say my mom was very creative and, and sort of the creative spirit was from her. Um, I wasn't necessarily the person that always had a camera or always, you know, was making things of, of video nature, um, but I was always making things. And my parents were always so supportive of that, uh, both my mom and my dad. And so my mom was uh, a cradle Catholic. My dad actually became a Catholic was baptized when I was Catholic, when I got baptized. So he oh, was, wow. I believe he was um, Lutheran. And my mom always told me, uh, and what both of them did, you know, that they, yeah, well, dad got baptized with you. And that for me, that just felt like such a like, okay, like, I don't know what it was, but it just felt like this energy behind that. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, God calling my dad to the Catholic faith in that capacity. That is wonderful. That's just, uh, and then now taking the creative side, you could have gone with this creativity in so many different areas. How did you choose video? How did you choose film? How did you choose a production company? Uh, there's so many areas you could have turned to with creativity. How did this one happen? For me, it was video became, 
I think the strongest way to impact stuff. So like a lot of people, when the Passion of the Christ came out, um, it was mm. in 2000 and, oh gosh, it's been so long. Was it 2004? Somewhere um, early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, there was religious movies prior to that, right? Um, oh, yeah. And I'm not saying the Passion of the Christ was a perfect movie, but it was a, it was a movie that, for me, impacted me and such a level where I'm like, wow, this medium can really show and bring you to an experience um, that in, in no other capacity. And so um, I remember taking the passion and cutting it up into Stations of the Cross and playing it at, at St. Germain um, in this, these, you know, uh, with, with modern music and stuff and just seeing the impact of it. Like, wow, video can really take a person in a short amount of time and, and have them have an experience with God with that. And right. so... I was, I was just sort of like addicted to the like feeling that you can, that, that with video in, in the, in the power of God, you can combine those two together um, to bring people to, you know, an experience and, and hopefully draw them closer to, to their faith in God. Now, I don't want to digress too much, but you know, as you're telling that uh, story and your perspective, I had forgotten about this, but uh, we took, my wife did not want to go. I went with my daughter and our son was maybe 13, 14 at that point to see the passion of Christ. And uh, the scourging, I mean, it's very realistic. Very, very real. And you need to be able to very talk visual. to your kids about that. But we were at Mass the the next Sunday. And during the consecration, when he said, uh, this is my blood, he leaned over me and said, Dad, I'll never see that the same way again. And I thought, that's the impact. That is the power. And he was 13? 13 years old. Yeah. Now, you're, you you have a outreach toward young folks, too. What kind of stuff are you doing with young people? To, I mean, this is a tremendous tool to catechize and evangelize young people because you're entering their world instead of saying, here's, here's what you need to know, figure it out. You're saying, here's an image start thinking about it let it be absorbed so what's going on in that in your that part of your world sure so um going back to saint germain i was a youth minister for a number of years um and worked with you know uh, teens and young adults and i think it's a, it was such an impactful age to help them grow in their faith um but sometimes you realize like man it would have been more if, if we could reach them a little bit earlier right maybe maybe preteen or even a little bit younger so it's always in the back of my head and then um you know, as I had kids and then realizing like, wow, they, they like to watch TV. They like to watch mm -hmm. different shows. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great shows. There's some not so good ones, but I mean, you know, Daniel Tiger, Blues Clues, a lot of things that are, are good for the kids, <laughs> Sesame Street, but there really wasn't anything that would teach the faith. And I, and so that I flash forward, or I flash back to my youth ministry days of like, if we can plant the seeds of faith, especially the seeds of a Catholic faith in young kids, three to six, I mean, that's, that's prime time for stuff. And there's very few people doing that right now, mm -hmm. especially on a Catholic level. And so um, it, it's, I called five years in the making, but we launched it this year, uh, a Catholic kid show it's called oh. juice box to play off of our name, spirit juice. Uh, and it's a way to entertain. Cause I think entertain, like there's, there's a lot of educational stuff, but you, to, for young kids, I mean, I remember if they're laughing, they're learning. That was sort of the mantra when teaching, um, teaching CCD or, or the youth ministry. So it's got to be fun. You have to entertain the kids, but you can enrich and show them the Catholic faith and, and explain that because, you know, 
we go to mass every Sunday and, you know, a lot of times my boys are like, well, what's this or what's that? And, um, you know, trying to teach them different ways and having a, a video, a tool that any parent, because the, the goal is this, it goes on YouTube and anyone can watch it. No, no paywall, no nothing. And for a young parent to show their, their young kids uh, the Catholic faith in a, in a way that they could comprehend. For me, it's a, it's a home run <laughs> or even a grand slam. Now, I'm looking at the video here on, on screen with Juice Box. So when does it air and what time and how can someone see Juice Box? So we right now, it's, it's a very early, you know, we, I want to say we, we launched it. Uh, um, we shot the first episode, which is on prayer. And you're seeing a, an excerpt from that. Um, that first episode will launch in January. And then we're going to be filming two more episodes um, uh, in, in uh, spring of next year. Uh, the next one's on uh, mass. And then also this, the ABCs of Catholic. So like, what does it mean to be Catholic? I remember my son was like, what's Catholic? And I was like, well, it's, 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 we're Christians, but it's, you know, and trying to explain that, trying to explain to a five-year-old, I'm on the way to church. I'm like, okay, I don't have the tools in my head right now. <laughs> if you were a teen, I know what to say, but as a five-year-old, I don't know what to say. So ways to, we can explain our faith to young people, uh, to young kids, really. And, uh, you know, if you go to spiritjuicekids.com, uh, um, you could see the first look, you can kind of see what's up there right now. Um, and you can, you can donate because the, the reality is, is it costs a lot to make. Um, oh, and yeah. so we've been essentially, um, what we've made at Spirit Juice Studios, we've been investing back into this. So we've been, we've put, uh, it, to be honest, it costs about $50,000 to make the first episode. Wow. 50,000. We're doing it 50,000, but here's the thing. We're making it look like TV, like, you know, if you watch an episode of Blues Clues or you watch an episode of whatever your, your favorite kids TV show is, uh, it costs all. I mean, you're, you're talking six figures for that stuff. So we're able to yes. do it on the same level um, in an efficient way. But that teaches the faith. Um, you know, we, we, there's a quote on our website. It's like you'll never see Daniel Tiger riding the trolley to mass or you never see Elmo teaching you the sign of the cross. And that's what we want to do. We want to have something that the kids love and enjoy. And it's just like I want to watch Juice Box. And parents could just, you know, rest assured that like they're learning the faith throughout that. So um, I'm just so excited about Juicebox. So, Rob, let me give you a marketing tip. Market to the grandparents. Sometimes That's a good idea. the parents may or may not, the millennials may or may not even get the faith piece, even though they were schooled and raised in it. But many have walked away. But many grandparents sit with their grandkids and we'll turn that program on and sit with them and explain things to them. So there's a whole generation of folks to appeal to, I think, that it would make a lot of sense. I think it's also, as I'm listening about this uh, juice box and the whole company you own, Rob, your company could have gone into many different directions. You could have done exclusively a company on sports, on theater, on history, on making documentaries, but you have chose your Catholic faith as a venue for this company to get the word of God out through videos and meet, meeting people where they're at. How did that happen? How did you consciously say this production company we have called the president and CEO of Spirit Juice Box or Studios will be exclusively for Catholic productions and bringing the word of God through a medium that young people, people of all ages, can so relate to. Um, you're, you're, you're capturing the times that we live in. I have to attribute this to my father. Uh, so I, yeah, I was a freshman, uh, going to be a freshman in high school. 
And um, I was just starting to get, you know, interested in my faith. It was something I started to pray on a regular basis, but I wasn't, I wasn't too into it. Right. I was like, okay, this is this, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And my dad um, who, you know, was Catholic at the time, but wasn't, you know, um, super like gung ho with with a lot of things said, Hey, as a family, we're going to go on a pilgrimage to Europe uh, in a real pilgrimage, like, you know, sleeping in uh, not, not hotels, but like, you know, like homes that people lent out. And um, it was a little out of character for my my dad because uh, although the faith was important for my dad to say we're going on a pilgrimage was like okay and so um, I was a little hesitant because it was going to be um, on my birthday and I was like I don't want to be in like a, a third world country on my birthday mm-hmm. like whatever but I remember going on that pilgrimage and I was like oh my gosh everything I've been learning about my faith is is real like it it just hit me on such a deep level and really from that moment it was just like it's, it's almost like, it's like this, like, I can't not live for God because it's like, if God's the best and truest thing, then why would I do something else? And that's not to say you having a production company that just serves sports stuff or whatever topic is, is not that, but for me, the calling was imprinted so heavily in my heart um, that I couldn't do anything else. The question is what countries did your family go to on this pilgrimage? So it was in uh, uh, former Yugoslavia and Croatia. Um, it was uh, it was it was actually at Medjugorje, but I, I know you know in recent years it's it's come with different stuff. I just know when I went as a young kid um, in the uh, late '90s, uh, where you basically climbed a mountain, prayed the rosary like 30 times a day. Uh, it was just like you know, I mean, it was yeah, it was a totally. I mean, come from the suburbs here to over there. Uh, it was a it was a life changing experience, and it was just something that I just realized the faith was was real. And what God, year did you graduate high school? Uh, uh, two thousand and one. Two thousand one. Mark, take us to break. Okay, WNDZ seven fifty AM, Catholic Chicago, three one two two five five eight four zero eight, or you can go to YouTube dot com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here, joining Father Greg, and we're talking to Rob Kazmark, President and CEO, Spirit Juice. When we come back. Let's talk a little bit about more how people can connect with this wonderful work and maybe uh, give people a little heads up on maybe a couple projects coming up. We'll be back. Please stay tuned. Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus, We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. 
are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. As you think about year-end contributions, we at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum GuideStar rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can see us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Tracy here speaking with Rob Kazmark, President and CEO of uh, Spirit Juice. And aside, you were at St. Germain's. Um, did you ever work with Maureen Shields in the Courage program? I don't know. She's back. Oh, there you are. Can you? There you are. Did Did you? Oh yeah. Could you? I, I do mean, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, wild. <laughs> I mean, in <laughs> terms of back. Uh, ministry, just that's a, a shout out to Maureen. Her daughter now runs Courage Program. They work with uh, expectant mothers. They have a beautiful program. It's they reach out to people all around the archdiocese. If you ever uh, are in a spot where you can afford to support a ministry like that, that'd be a beautiful video. Um, that your guys could do, but I'm not telling you what to do. Uh, so, any, <laughs> so anyway, let me let me ask it this way. So there was a program on Channel 11 some years back, and a woman would help people decide what their job was, and she'd sit with them, and she'd say she'd wait for the person to smile. The minute they smiled is what their involvement should be. Interesting. And and so you smile during this whole i mean people our <laughs> listeners on radio can't see it but rob you have a great smile there's a just a joy about what you're doing i mean you want to just speak to that a little bit 
Well, thank you. That's a very uh, pleasant compliment. Um, you know, joy, joy is a choice, right? Because uh, there's a lot you look at, you can, you can look at everything going on right now and be like, there's, I don't, I can't be happy. I can't be happy because A, B, C, and D. Or you could look at all the great things going on. And so you can't wait for your life to be perfect to decide to be happy. And so, mm-hmm. um, right, like right now, after this, there, there's many fires and many things I have to put out and, and deal with. But um, the joy inside you and the joy comes, for me, it comes from Christ um, and and really feeding that every week with the Eucharist. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a choice though, right? So you got to choose to be happy and choose joy each day. I like the thing, you know, there's a big difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is very fleeting. Happiness would be when the lottery, the Cubs win the World Series, which will never happen. We're Sox fans, Rob. It did happen. And uh, <laughs> having 16, it's true. Won't happen again, though, for a long time. And But joy is from the heart, is <clears throat> the deepest part of oneself. So happiness is fine, but a huge difference between being happy and joy-filled. And also, it's an interesting, Rob, in the, produ- in the work that you do, you are living out Christ in the work that you do. So in some ways, you're not even going to work because Christ seems to be your work, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, day yeah. in, day out with what you're doing. Now, are there fires to put out and bills to be paid? And, and, the, and your boys can sometimes be boys and uh, you know fighting and all that good stuff, sure. But somehow, you're putting in perspective living the faith through your work. And also I find, Mark, in the work that Rob does, your creativity and reaching through a medium, this is where young people are at. They are on YouTube. They're into all the stuff that you're doing. This is their world. This is the world, and you're meeting them on their turf. And what future projects do you have forthcoming, Rob? What's what's on the horizon beside beside, uh, a juice box? So we, we just uh, we just finished up the year of St. Joseph, which was an awesome year. Uh, we did a documentary on St. Joseph, the St. Joseph Novenas. But now um, we're going to be working with the year of the Eucharist. I think it's a two-year thing with the USCCB on some really incredible films on the Eucharist, both for the USCCB and for the Knights of Columbus. Um, so as much as I can sort of tease, maybe I said a little too much, but um, uh, Eucharist is going to be core and we're planning a follow-up to the Salve Regina uh, with the Franciscan Friar skateboarding Eucharist uh, focused. So a lot on the Eucharist. It's uh, it's all about the Eucharist mm-hmm. as it always is. That is just it's marvelous. And it uh, now again, if somebody would like to learn more about uh, Spirit Juice Studios, how can they learn more about it? Give us the website again. Yeah, spiritjuicestudios.com, um, or you can just Google Spirit Juice. We're on all the different social media platforms. We put out content every day on all the platforms. Um, and so, yes, uh, check us out, Spirit Juice. And again, if they want to learn more about the Gil Hodges story, go to where? Uh, that would be gilhodgesfilm.com, and we'll be having that follow-up video where we got to film with Gil Hodges Jr. the day after the announcement um, and kind of hear his joy and excitement and what that means for him and, and his family and and all that uh, on, on that website as well, GilHodgesFilm.com. Let's just back it up. For, go, ahead, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, let's get real for a minute. So you're president and CEO of Spirit Juice. What are the big challenges as a business in this arena? <sighs> I don't think we have enough time. Um, <laughs> in 30, in 30 <laughs> that's a, seconds. That's another program. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, I mean, as any business owner, 
it's it's running a business is hard. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, running a business that is in the Catholic world, um, and so always always having with the perspective of like, yes, is this good for the business? But is this is this good for my faith? Is this am I serving others in this? And then on top of that, the creativity and the production company part of it is just so many different layers. So it's complex. Um, I couldn't do it without my faith. Uh, you know, I couldn't do it without praying. I couldn't do it without God. So um, all glory to God for all the good things. And in the meantime, it's it was a pray, work, work, or pray, pray, work, work, whatever the, the, the quote is. So it's a lot of hard work, but uh, not without prayer. What I find fascinating is that you are rooted in prayer, rooted in the Lord. Did you ever go through a phase in your life, Rob, where you, you distance from the Lord? We all go through the, like the dark night of the soul, it can happen in grammar school, high school, college years, young adult years. How about in your life? I definitely did. Yeah, I would say uh, in my 20s. Um, and I wouldn't say it was something that was, uh, I still was going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted, it was right before Spirit Juice Studio started what it was. Uh, it's a production company. I was getting a little bit involved um, in like the radio program. And I was like, I, I almost wanted to just like come, go sort of like off the wall. And I just felt like, I couldn't. And it was just God saying, just stay on the path. Just, I think a lot of it depends on your habits, right? So if you're, if your habits are going to mass and doing that, it just seems normal to keep going that. So I just kind of stayed in my normal habits. Although I, I felt just like not wanting to practice my faith, not wanting to do different things. And I just, I just kept going. And then, you know, that's just how faith is and how life is. There's ups and downs. And sometimes you feel very excited about your faith and you're so passionate. Um, And sometimes it just feels like, a regular thing that you're doing and you're not sure why, but that's what, what keeps you grounded is you just keep going. And it's not about feelings. Your faith is not about feelings. You don't believe in God because you feel good about it. Yeah. You believe in God because you choose to that and you've made a choice and you keep going on that. In fact, it's interesting. When I was a high school senior, a line that changed my life, and it goes like this. Our being here on earth is God's gift to us. What we do with our life is our gift back to God. And that line had a profound impact on my life and changed the course of my life from wanting to be a sportscaster and turned on a scholarship to Northwestern to enter the college seminary, Niles College, back in 71, ordained a priest with the gift of God, through the gift of God in 79. We need to bring the program to a close. We want to thank, in a very special way, Rob Kazmark, president and CEO of Spirit Juice Studios. Rob, you have been a phenomenal guest. Yes, thank, thank you very much. You do have that million-dollar smile your energy, your enthusiasm for the Lord and the work that you do comes out loud and clear. So God bless you and your family. Keep up the great work. Special thank you to uh, co-host Mark Teresi. Great job, Mark. And happy, with you. happy New Year. And with the program today airing on December 30th and again playback on January 4th. And uh, we're taping this in early mid-December. Special thanks also to our producers, to Michael May, Brian Hockey, Hitman Bragg, Thanks. Great job, gentlemen, to all of you. God bless. And Javi Garcia. And blessings into the new year. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.